Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city it lies for Hello everyone and God bless you today This is Susan Puzio And I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio Broadcast. And we have a special guest for you today, James Sunquist, and we are going to be talking about the Antichrist, uh, the nation of Israel, the war that will be fought against Israel, and we will also be talking about the Muslim Jesus versus the Christian Jesus. So... We'll be bringing our guests on in a few minutes. Um, I just wanted to uh, let you know that we do have a website, and our website is propheticnews.com. We also have a YouTube channel, and our YouTube channel is Jonah, T for Tom 48, and there's some very interesting videos there for you. Uh, We also uh, will be playing our program on Monday evening on the Prophecy Zone Network. So if you want to check that out, that's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be coming to you live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the last few weeks we did have some technical problems, so hopefully we're going to... uh, get that all straightened out so that uh, we can continue to bring you these great broadcasts. So I just want to uh, mention to you today, uh, I want to make it a point to try to mention it every week so that we can get the word out about the vaccinations. And uh, many people don't know this. I know they don't know it because I don't hear enough people talking about it. I think it's one of the biggest travesties of our day is the fact that most childhood vaccines that are given to babies and even some that are given to adults have aborted babies as one of the ingredients. So um, I think that you need to know that. You need to tell your friends. You need to... um, not vaccinate your child with a product that contains an aborted baby. Uh, We wonder why there's so much autism. Uh, It's a plague of autism, brain damage, and uh, it's no wonder because of the ingredients that are contained in a vaccination. There are alternatives, um, but make sure that when you get a vaccination, or um, for yourself or your child, that you ask to see the ingredient list. And if it says human diploid cell lines, then you know that it came from an aborted baby, and you certainly don't want to inject yourself or your child with such an ingredient. Um, 
Also, you can go to my website, propheticnews.com. I have a link to a list of vaccinations and the ingredients they contain. Also, uh, if you do a search, vaccines from abortion, you can find that information. It's readily available. I, I wonder why it's not talked about. It's a dirty little secret, but I'm trying to do my part to get this secret out. So uh, we'll be bringing our guest on now, our guest, James Sunquist. Also, I want to let you know that this is a live call-in show today. If you'd like to call in, the number is 914-338-1638. And we also have a chat room that's open and I will be checking the chat room during the program. So I'm bringing my guest on again. Hi, James. Well, hello, Susan. Great to be back with you again. Uh, <laughs> are we going to have a Circus Maximus uh, Saturday Night Live comedy uh, this <laughs> week? That's about what it was, I'm telling you. Uh, That's about what it was. I, <laughs> oh, dear. I, Skype isn't out to get you. Uh, at some point, uh, it worked very nicely in terms of sound, didn't you think, at least? Oh, I thought that we sounded great, but when I went to listen back to it, you couldn't hear you at all. Oh, that's too bad. I don't and know then, how that happened. And your friend that called in, uh, he was frustrated, too. Uh, did he ever come back? <laughs> yeah, he came, <laughs> he came back and finished the program, but it... When we were talking to each other, it sounded beautiful. The sound was so perfect. And then uh, he was telling me that he couldn't hear you. So then when I went back after and listened, no, you couldn't hear you. And uh, so I, I will have to iron out. Uh, I'll have to get somebody to do some tests with me about with the Skype so we see if we can get it right. Because I thought, wow, it just sounds so clear and beautiful. But it didn't. It didn't turn out that way, the end product. But uh, anyway, I didn't have any problems getting on today. I didn't have any problems getting you on. So uh, it looks like it's good going here. From that's that's great. Uh, well, I I uh, I thought I was supposed to call it five after, maybe earlier. But I just happened to catch your uh, discussion about abortion and. Um, inoculations or something? Yeah. Can you get, just give me a brief sentence or two because I think I have something for you uh, to tell you. That isn't what you wanted to talk about today, but I thought we could do Yeah, we can talk about it. I I, um, I feel very strongly about this subject, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it in every broadcast. In a few broadcasts, I missed talking about it, but... Um, one of the ingredients in vaccinations, it, it's in almost all of the childhood vaccinations, there's very few that don't contain the aborted baby cell line. Um, on the packaging it says uh, human diploid cell line. So the um, they did it in the 60s. They took some cells from an aborted baby and they use it in um, most of the vaccinations, even some of the flu vaccines. Uh, it's a dirty little secret that isn't out there. But when I tried to get the information out, 
Uh, I called the 700 Club. I called TBN. I called Rod Parsley. I don't know how many times I called Rod Parsley and sent him letters and talked to his school principal. And they, these people all claim to be pro-life. John Hagee, uh, Daystar Network, uh, they make a big deal about pro-life, but yet not one of them would talk about this. And I found it shocking. Wow. Well, I'm sure, you have probably done a few shows on the subject of, of abortion, haven't you, Susan? I haven't done. I uh, know I haven't done. I don't think I've done any shows on the on the total subject of abortion. I need to, but I I wanted to uh, do a program. I was trying to bring on. I had emailed a man. I think his name is Olmstead. I don't know if it's Daniel Olmstead, but he actually did a study of the Amish people and they do not vaccinate their children, and there was no autism found, according wow. to his study. Yes, no autism found in never vaccinated Amish children. So, wow. And there are some scientific studies out there that have been done linking autism and ADHD to the vaccines. You can see that there's been a steady climb in this um, brain damage in children, since uh, probably if people cared to do the research to see the charts, when they first made abortion illegal and they started using these human diploid cell lines. There's a lot of it attributed to the change in nutrition and the, and the fact that you're, the children are eating the steroids that are fed to animals. You know, yeah. steroids for athletic reasons, sometimes yeah. they'll uh, but they forget that the kind of thing that's being fed to animals that we eat later. That's true. I mean, a lot of it has, of course, they're not going to link it. Uh, they're not going to tell you the truth. I called Sean Hannity. I called uh, Bill O'Reilly. I called, I, I wrote to uh, Anderson Cooper because they did a, um, they were trying to really make this, English doctor, a villain, he had he had done a study himself about the MMR vaccine damaging children and causing autism. So it was his finding, and then uh, I guess the vaccine manufacturers were upset, so they took away his license to practice medicine. I think they they basically tried to kick him out of the UK. And then they, a few months ago, they did a big thing about him on all the big channels, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. And they were all bad-mouthing him and, and uh, trying to say that his claims were foolishness and there was nothing uh, damaging about vaccinations. Well, not, they tell you about the mercury and they tell you about the aluminum, but I have never heard one n- news commentator or... or uh, ministry in this country ever tell people what is really in a vaccine uh there's an aborted baby in a vaccine and you're injecting your child with this thing and uh, then you wonder why your child goes crazy why it has brain damage uh we're not supposed to be injecting human beings with dead people <laughs> you know? well, and let, let us not even get into the effects of psychotropic drugs um, 
that are given to everyone from people that suffering, uh, uh, well, they're really morally suffering because they're convicted, but nevertheless they perceive that they're suffering from having had an abortion. And so they go and they get these diagnoses that then then lead to uh, medication of some form of psychotropic drug to help them with their stress management after what they did what they did. But uh, we don't even know the impact in the down uh, of uh, the long-term impact of psychotropic drugs, let alone what it's going to pass on to your children if you took them. Uh, sure. I tell you this firsthand uh, from friends and relatives um, that were given psychotropic drugs. One uh, tried to, and this is well documented. If you go to ADHD fraud, uh, they have all the documentation on all the attempted suicides of people taking psychotropic drugs. And uh, and I know firsthand that a, a relative that uh, tried to take his life after he started uh, taking them, and these drugs uh, also can turn you into a zombie. Uh, yeah. Uh, growth of little little children, um, uh, babies, or when they start giving them, uh, you know, when you're growing up, uh, there's a train load of problems to go on and on. Um, but on the the pro-life and the abortion question, it's going to become an increasingly political, if not prophetic, issue uh, as the election comes about because of with Obama being able to, were he to, even before his term expires, were he to nominate another Supreme Court justice, uh, and if he gets another term, it could be another term of office, he could appoint even more uh, yeah. to put the, the, the right to life back, set it back uh, maybe forever until the Lord returns. So oh, it's sure. a major issue. Uh, it's a major issue. It's a major issue, but I found that it, it's even a political issue in the church because I couldn't believe that Rod Parsley's son. Uh, I mean, I'm not endorsing Rod Parsley's ministry, but I, I thought, well, he's he's got a program where he could talk about these kind of things, and he gets more uh, more listeners than I do. So uh, his son actually did get uh, a form of autism when he was about two, so he knows firsthand the devastation. And I couldn't believe that after calling, of course you can't ever talk to Rod, so I called his school principal. I I, uh, I I saw a man that was on his TV program, and I called the man that was on his TV program and said, could you please give this information to Rod? Because I was emailing him. I sent him packages, priority mail. I thought if anybody should be talking about it, it should be him. But he never mentioned it one time. Now, what vaccinations are you alarmed about uh, that have the, the, it, the, I guess it's the, the stem cells from, from infants they stick in there? Is that what they use? Yeah, they're using the cells from aborted babies into the vaccines. And it's most of them. It's almost every single one. Now, there's not even one chickenpox vaccine that doesn't have it. It's wow. a singles vaccine. There's a flu vaccine that has it. There's... Um, I think the MMR itself, and that was the one that the doctor from England was especially concerned about. Of course, he never talked about the fact that they were using uh, fetal cell lines 
uh, mm. in the vaccines. But he did say there was a link to autism and vaccines. So they basically disgraced him. And like I said, they took away his medical license. And then they did this massive propaganda campaign a couple months ago about, well, there is no link to autism and vaccinations, but there definitely is. And uh, so I, I try to mention it. I'm going to try to do it every program to mention it, and I will be doing some programs about it. But I wanted to bring on, especially this man, Daniel Olmsted, that did the study about no no autism found in Amish children because they were be, never vaccinated. That would be uh, a really good show. Uh, I, I'm hoping on another front that you'll have Marsha West uh She has been writing, and I've corresponded with her. It's on a slightly different topic, but I didn't want to forget to tell you at least. Okay. Um, And she has a a publication uh, called the EM Brigade, and I can connect you with her. Just a little sidebar, uh, Susan. Okay. Back to the pro-life abortion uh, question, Uh, I was just finishing a color slideshow that has a song on it that was written to publish a book by, to help promote a book by John Anderson, who was a pastor uh, for 25 or 30 years, and he's traveled around the world, and it's one of his themes, and she... uh, I produced the song that she sang from the poem that was written by a lady in in New Zealand. And the poem is called Cry of the Children. And I just, my wife is still uh, proofing this, uh, and we're going to soon post it on our site as well as on YouTube. But I thought I could read the slides to you um, if you're okay to get a little preview. Yeah. I'll just click them through one at a time. Cry of the Children, a song of appeal from a billion-voice choir, which includes 46 million male and female unborn aborted babies worldwide per year, 1.37 million unborn aborted babies in the United States per year, who will never have a birth certificate, and the letters addressed to, and the song to President Barack Obama, who does have a birth certificate, or does he? Maybe. And <laughs> I don't think he's got one. <laughs> we haven't seen it. I don't know why you want to hide your birth certificate. If you birth certificate, if you have one, that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, and it's also to Planned Parenthood, Obama's partner, to members of Congress, Obama's partner, to the United Nations, to physicians, hospitals, clinics who perform abortions, pharmaceutical companies, eugenicists, selective breeders, population controllers, and all people who promote and fund them, and all people who participate in, in an abortion, and everyone who believes in equal rights for women, and everyone who believes in equal rights for unborn women. Um, and then there's a, a, a slide of an ultrasound uh, picture of a 12-week-old fetus, 
and we have a slide of a, an abortion, and it's a, a relief that's done by uh, depicting a demon inducing an abortion by pounding it the abdomen with a, a, a pestle, you know, like with a mortar and pestle. Yeah. And the poem is written, I'm reading the poem, but it's actually a song, and you'll hear the song when it's posted, um, by Teresa Goodwin. A cry has gone out to the sons of men, a cry from the throne of God. What have you done with my little ones? Where have they gone? I hear the cry of the child, the cry of a million children. I created the beauty on their faces, now all I see is pain. I created the beauty on their faces, and all I see is pain. Come up here, you men and women. What is on your hands? The color of crimson. You spread death throughout the land. You have taken the right to live. Do you realize what you have done? Many a child of blessing has never seen the sun. Yes, they will live with me. They will live forevermore. And before you they shall stand on the day of judgment to condemn you, sinful man. So arise you who would repent of this sin, and I'll forgive you, and I will turn aside, Turn, um, and you will turn aside, for the cry of the children has come to my ears, and my face from them I will not hide. And then I quote Jeremiah, before the, I, I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah 1.5 For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Psalm 139.13 And then I quote the Apostle John. If anyone has material possessions and sees his or her brother or unborn brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in him? John 1, 317, and I inserted the parentheses to refer to the unborn. Um, and and I have a link to the my article, Barack Obama, High Priest of Molech and Darwin. And I have the documentation to prove that this is how many abortions, but I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, Susan, uh, that there's at least been a billion. Yeah. Isn't that staggering? Yeah, that's staggering. That's basically about the population of India. or I can't remember, but it's India's right up there. Uh, yeah. Entirely vaporized. Uh, well, it has it has a lot to do with uh, the whole Antichrist system, and uh, it, it's a matter for the church really to uh, get the word out and uh, to change people's hearts. Because once you have a heart change and become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and give your life to Jesus, then uh, you wouldn't be doing these things. Uh, you would see when when God takes the blinders off, then you see. But um, the Bible says in First uh, John two eighteen, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last 
time. First John two twenty two, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And um James, last week when we were talking and I, I thought one of the things that you mentioned that was so interesting was that during World War Two, during uh, the Holocaust, that uh, actually Hitler was in cahoots with a Muslim leader to uh, help exterminate the Jews. Would you go into that a little bit? That is absolutely correct. The the Muslim leader is the was the uh, the Mufti, the Grand Mufti of Damascus in Syria, and and you can go on Google and you can search and see anybody can find the photos with the pictures with him sitting with Hitler and other Nazi leaders, and his job basically was to carry out the final solution for the Jews, but basically in throughout the Balkans uh, and the Mideast uh, and so that was his role and even today a well-known respected Islamic leader has been preaching and shouting I heard this on, uh, on the news uh, and getting the, the, these millions of followers that he has, that that we need to complete the job that Hitler began. Really? And he really should have added what the High Grand Mufti of Jerusalem uh, was had already been doing. So was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem during? World I mean, a Grand Mufti of Damascus, not Jerusalem. Uh, you know, I have okay. to. That's a now, once in a while, I have I draw a blank uh, and get mixed up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I uh, learned about this from um, from um, my friend Walid Shubat, who was a he was a Palestinian. He was a terrorist. He was a Muslim, and he was born in Bethlehem. Wow. Um, became a Christian. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, 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 in fact, it was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, not not uh, Damascus. Okay, so uh, if people uh, wanted make, to do the search, they could put in the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem from World War Two. Yeah, and his name, uh, I'll spell it, H-A-J, and then space, A-M-I-N, space, A-L, dash, H-U-S-S-E-I-N-I, Husseini. Um, okay. And he was the, really, the, he was the architect of the Holocaust for the, well, this is a little bit of a stretch, but uh, for lack of a better term, the eastern half of the Roman Empire. Now, why why were they? Uh, why was he so interested in uh, participating in the Holocaust? What was the reason, the political reason behind it? Do you think? Well, there his reasons were different 
than Hitler's, except on some levels uh, they're similar, because Islam teaches that Jews are monkeys and apes, whereas Hitler believed they were just descended from them. Um, and Hitler believed in evolution, of course, and he was trying to help evolution along by, by through selective breeding, eugenics, etc., in order to, to create the master race. And he considered the Jews way down the, the totem pole, and they were uh, needed to be exterminated. And as you know, the eugenics didn't get started in, in Europe. It went there. It was started in the United States, and Margaret Sanger was a chief proponent of it. And he oh. believed in the extermination of the of the Negroid race. Uh, oh. That's why it's, uh, she founded Planned Parenthood, and that's why it's so ironic that uh, Barack Obama, a black, he's really half black, uh, yeah. becomes president of the United States, a president who is one of the chief uh, proponents and crusaders for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Uh, but that whole idea of selective breeding and population control, eugenics, and uh, uh, started got its toehold in the United States, in great part to her, but she wasn't the only one. And then it got picked up on in Germany, and then they used it as part of their uh, theology, if you want to call it theology, in building the... Uh, doing all this experimentation that they did, you know, the, um, what was the, the Brothers from Brazil, or, or that guy, the, this whole idea. Oh, yeah, of, now, that was a good movie. And so that, the, 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 the Muslim position in the end times, and of course in my Islamic Jesus versus Biblical Jesus, I make it a point to, to make, uh, go through all of the, Hadith scriptures and the Quran scriptures that describe who uh, their version of Jesus, whom they call Isa, I-S-A, versus the biblical. Uh, and the eschatology of Islam requires the ultimate extermination of of Jews and then ultimately Christians or anyone that won't convert, um, I can't help but wonder what the, they would think and do with a Jew that actually converted and became a Muslim. I wonder if any did. It's uh, a good question. I'll have to ask uh, my friend. Yeah, that would be interesting. But why? Um, where well, in for the a religious reason, they believe that, that the Jews uh, do not have the, they've forfeited their right to all the blessings and, and the land of Palestine, uh, either they, they forfeited well, what it. What is the land of Palestine? Never, they the it, do they consider the land of Palestine current current day Israel? Yes. Okay. Uh, it uh, historically was known as Palestine, uh, thanks to the Romans. Uh, before Did that happen after after Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D.? Did it? When did that happen? When did it become Palestine? Um, yeah, soon after that. Um, yes, that's about uh, right. I don't have the exact date. I 
but it would be that's about the right time. So it's and of course the Bible talks about Jerusalem will be trodden under the foot of the Gentiles till the, the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Uh, but so it actually was known historically, Israel then after. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D. It was actually known as Palestine? Yes. Okay. And so who who, who lived there, basically? Did, did the Jews continue to live there, or did they... There was always a remnant of Jews that have lived there since the, uh, the destruction of the temple, but most of them either fled in, in, in the ongoing diaspora, dispersion of the Jews... But it wasn't the first dispersion of the Jews. The Babylonian captivities was responsible for a, a lot of them being scattered. When the Apostle yeah. Paul went around uh, preaching the gospel, the first place he would go would be to a synagogue in any city in the Roman Empire. Uh, and those synagogues were started because the Jews that had been dispersed uh, either were taken away as slaves or they just fled and they ended up there. Uh-huh. Uh and that's where you ultimately ended up with uh, the ghettos in Eastern Europe, and uh, that were they didn't have a problem finding who the Jews were. I, I have a Jewish student, guitar student, and uh, uh, I said it's amazing when somebody said, "Well, you can't tell who a Jew is in order for them to have the land," um, and his response was, "What well, should be pretty easy, just find who's circumcised." Yeah, uh, that's changed now because lots of Gentiles are circumcised. But it, it, historically, though, that it was and, and it was what God did to mark them and separate them from the, the Gentiles. So it was just not just a spiritual sign; it was a physical sign of. Uh, and they they would tend to to stay together where other cultures would not be as bound. Uh, now, where in the um, where in the Quran does it is it actually in the Quran that they say that Jews are monkeys? Well, I'll see if I can get a quote for you while we're we're talking. Yeah. Um, but in any case, that's very interesting. So then uh, I want to get in at, when you find that quote. Then I want to get into how did the nation of Israel then come back into being? Was it the Balfour doctrine or how then did Israel get, come back to the Jews. Well, it it, it took an, an an actual fiat or the the ruling of the United Nations. It was the when the Jews were fleeing from the Third Reich and the war was over. Uh, it the, they, there was always this yearning for the, this homeland, but it it just went into high gear when they were. Fling and they had no place to go, so they set up the uh, the land part of it in Israel, and they p- partitioned it off, and they they created Jordan. They created all these. Uh, uh, one of the declarations was back in 1922, I think, um, and then, uh, but it was effectively in 1947, as you know, or 48. I mean, I was born in 47. Um, that in 1948, that the nation was actually established. Uh, and the United, the United Nations voted, and they created the state. Uh, and as soon as they created it, though, the, it was, war began because the Arabs and the Muslims didn't want them in the land. And 
And part of why the, the Muslims don't want them, the Jews to have the Zionist state, as they call it, the land of Israel isn't just a, a religious issue. It's Islam. It's an Islam issue. Anytime Islam conquers any piece of land on the earth, then it irrevocably belongs to Islam. Even oh, if taken over by somebody else, it rightfully belongs to them. And that's something that they it, they don't even need a suicide bomber in order to hold that belief. Uh, that's a thing that's in their own doctrine. So uh, they they have to get that land back. Because it's it's stolen from Muslims, but no, they I also see. want it back because they believe it just belongs to the to the Arabs. Well, they, uh, they who, believe that who, t- who took uh, it? Muhammad was it belonged the, to the Jews, of, and then how did it, how did it get? You know, how did they? It didn't belong to them in the first place. Well, that land also originally belonged to the the Canaanites, um, who were descendants of Ham's second son. Canaan. That's how we get Canaanites. Yeah. And they split into a whole lot of uh, parasites, Jebusites, a whole bunch of ites. In fact, yeah, a bunch um, of ites. <laughs> Jerusalem was not called Jerusalem in the t- at that time. It was it was called J E B U Jebu because and that's where we get Jebusites. So they yeah. held that city that Joshua ultimately conquered. Uh, and so the land was were were were, were totally pagans and. And believed in Molech and all these other gods and yeah. sacrificing children. And you know the story. It sounds sounds familiar. But Islam, uh, the Arabs and Muslims believe that Muhammad was descended from Ishmael. Um, yeah, they believe the promise came through him, not through um, through Isaac. So they don't believe that Abraham that. Uh, do they believe that uh, Abraham's son was Isaac, or they uh, don't believe they, believe they don't believe that Isaac and Ishmael were ha- were half brothers? They believe all that. They believe the, the Jewish descendants, but they just believe that that they, the the promise really comes down through through uh, uh, through Ishmael. Oh, not through. Any of the uh, of the other uh, Abraham's uh, sons, but the Bible's really clear that the that the uh, the slave woman, the bond woman, Hagar, that the promise would not go through uh, that line. Now right. they would end up becoming twelve nations in that area, but they would not yeah. get the promised land or the promises ultimately through which the Messiah came. Um, so you have a major problem of lineage and genealogy as to where the Messiah would come. And now, in the end, Islam believes in the, this Mahdi. Some believe he's actually on the earth, who's going to be the Messiah. So the whole eschatology is coming to a head. So you have a billion people uh, basically believing uh, in a Messiah that is not... Jesus. They believe in Jesus as a prophet, and they be, believe he's going to have a role in the last days. But I make a dis- comparison distinction on uh, this Islamic Jesus versus biblical Jesus. Uh, and so, 
even today, I well, a couple of days ago, I got a I get the uh, Jerusalem Prayer Team letter, um, and they were uh, from. I don't know if you've ever heard of of Michael Evans, uh, but he has the Jerusalem Prayer Team newsletter. Yeah, keeps. I get it from other sources too, but he keeps me posted on what's going on. And I have friends that are missionaries in Israel as well. Yeah. Um, but just recently, you wanted to know how does this have to do with what's going on in, in Egypt, Libya, and, and uh, the the present situation, why is it a threat to Israel, et cetera. Yeah. Um, we talked about that in this non-existent program that we did last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll be very, you'll be very happy if you heard it that it was non-existent, even though it was a great conversation, <laughs> but nobody could hear you. Uh, they the, could hear uh, me talking. <laughs> the, the, it's the conversations that we um, in the heavenlies that that only two people heard. Uh, <laughs> but, oh dear. Oh. Well, well, it, the the uh, we're back we're back anyway we're back yeah we're back <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about this and it's going to be uh, out there for everyone to hear hallelujah <laughs> uh, amen but in any case the uh, there was an interview from an Arab language newspaper uh, the pre- the Egyptian presidential candidate Mohammed El Baradai said that if Israel launches attack on a Gaza uh, uh, while he's president, they would declare war on the Zionist regime. Well, why did they want to get rid of Mubarak? Because mm-hmm. he was a friend to Israel. Well, um, the, they he um, Mubarak closed the border to prevent terrorists from smuggling weapons into the Gaza Strip. But they, if they lift that veil, they can flood flood those weapons in. Uh, and create basically a Trojan horse or a beachhead to its... I mean, they had a hard enough time, Israel, with all the nations surrounding them, but if they can create a beachhead within the actual land of Israel itself, uh, they they, uh, have a better chance of taking it over. Uh, That's why they got rid of Mubarak. And now why, why do they want to... Why is it so important for them to get rid of Omar Gaddafi? Um, well, that's another question. Before we get to that, I would just comment on the fact that the uh, Egypt is in the process, if they haven't already, of of reforming the alliance with uh, President Ahmadinejad in Iran. Oh, really? And why wow. that's important is it's basically going to have two sides of a vice that can crack the walnut open in Israel being, the land of Israel being the walnut. Um, And so there, um, you can see how dangerous that would be. Very dangerous. Um, Now, you wanted, you mentioned uh, Qaddafi. Uh, A lot of the Muslim Brotherhood, which are a major force in Egypt, uh, have uh, I don't know if you would call them stooges or they have just representation in the eastern half of Libya 
And so they basically want to put a vice around uh, Libya so that they can basically make it become um, uh, under the control of the Muslim Brotherhood so that they can basically can consolidate even a wider uh, area of influence plus put a seize and a strangle home the Suez Canal and basically just tighten the noose around Israel. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I did get another newsletter from um, from Michael Evans and where he does say that the, Egypt's foreign minister, Nabil Ilarabi, uh, that Egypt will establish full diplomatic ties uh, with Iran. And those, it's, he says here, those ties were broken 30 years ago following the Islamic revolution that overthrew the Shah um, and installed a violently anti-Israel and anti-American government in Tehran. Um, and so the, all the pieces are coming together for the fulfillment of prophecy, and uh, I think you'll find the Libya mentioned in prophecy. You find Ethiopia, for that matter, or, they, or the, the Jews returning from there. The, the, the diaspora is reversed, if you would. The Lord's returning what he scattered. He's doing he's he's like it's like a river he's changing the, the river flowed one way and now he's like he tipped the the mountains so the river's going the other direction and now the jews are all coming back from all over the world so or, then um what do you see happening as far as the future will israel launch their rockets uh will israel be destroyed oh wow. I have a hard time believing that there'd be an all-out nuclear exchange between Israel and any of the Islamic nations. And here's my my reasoning: most of the description in the Bible is, are, is a conventional invasion, and there'd be nothing to invade if it is nothing but but a radioactive blacktop. Um, Tar on the uh, is what Israel the land has become. Uh, so there wouldn't be a reason to invade it. There, it could be it would just be completely radioactive, and, and no one would want to live there or yeah. be there. Um, there's, I, I think that there's a reasonable chance that Israel, if they feel threatened, because they they really have the the Samson option that. It isn't as though they can take a blow and they can keep going. If they take a blow, it's over for them. So if they sense anything's coming their way, they've got the, something like 80 nuclear weapons they can, they can use to preempt. It's more difficult to preempt, though, Susan, because the, the uh, Iran hides a lot of their uh, development of nuclear technology for weapons right in population centers. Yeah. So if Israel were to strike it, it would be a public relations nightmare because they'd show all these pictures of how Israel sent in a mission 
uh, sent in uh, missiles to destroy hospitals and women and children. Yeah. Um, the other place they hide them is under mountains, which are very hard to penetrate. The, we have some capabilities to p penetrate mountains to take out facilities, but so they, it's, it's getting more difficult to do. But as to why, I don't think, and then, of course, you have this 200-man million army coming from the east. Does uh, it come from China? Well, it wouldn't be just China. It could include a bunch of Islamic. Uh, the border countries in the southern part of Russia, the former Soviet Union, um, and if you include Pakistan in nations that are, weren't in the Soviet Union, you've got a kind of a, uh, a, a belt there, if you would, of Islamic high population density of Muslims. Uh, well, so why does, uh, since it, it's basically uh, the reason you stated was that Islam has to take that land back because once it's, it's an Arab land, it's always an Arab land. That's the important thing to them is to take it back. Well, how well, do you find land? Pardon? It turns out they are Arabs also, at least in that part of the area, but uh, the world, but if you're... If you're in uh, India or Pakistan or the Philippines, there's a lot of this Muslim nations, for that matter, uh, uh, Iran is not an Arab nation. So, uh, but the, the theology of Islam, whether you're Arab or not, is to re, you have, they have to get that land back. Yeah. Um so how does China, how does that all fit in then with the Antichrist where they all get involved, they they uh, form a union with the Arab countries to go and, and help them take Israel? Yeah, in fact, if you look at Psalm, one of the Psalms that has list nine, ten nations that surround Israel and that God's okay. going to judge all these ten nations uh -huh. um, for for. A long, long time, we automatically assumed all those ten nations are the, the ten nations of Europe, that you know the European Union and things. Yeah. Um, but a lot of scholars have, are rethinking that. They said, well, it could still be the part of the Roman Empire, but it would be the eastern uh, leg of the Roman Empire. Remember in the Nebuchadnezzar's that dream and everything in, da in the book yeah. of Daniel, you've got two legs. Um, you don't have just one leg. One leg is the eastern. And one is the Western, uh, and as we know, Rome was the Western uh, Roman Empire, and Constantinople was the Eastern uh, uh, Roman Empire, mm -hmm. which is Turkey. And now Turkey is almost completely Muslim, and and, that, and Turkey had all the seven churches of Revelation. Yeah. Uh, and so... If you go and look on the map, you'll see the ten nations that surround Israel, and they're all Muslims. Yeah. So you already have in place the the geography. You've got the nations. You've got the religion that's needed. You've got everything you need in order to uh, swallow up Israel and that surround Israel to to, to take it out. <clears throat> now, uh, I don't think I, I think there might be some weapons. Uh, that are sent out preemptively. Maybe Israel might send one to Iran or or more than one. Uh, but I don't think, from a, a strategic standpoint, 
that it's something that I mean there might be some small weapons set off uh, in Israel, but as a whole, uh, I think it's conventional inva- invasion in the in the final analysis, and the Lord turns back those armies. Uh, and there's another reason I don't think that, that I think the Lord has an umbrella um, over Israel because I don't think he would let uh, a nuclear w- weapon completely turn the land of Israel into blacktop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's going to descend on the Mount of Olives uh it's hard to imagine him descending on a non-existing Mount of Olives because it's been yeah. I mean, there's a lot of issues that... Uh, but I don't want to put God to a foolish test. There might be some mechanism or some some uh, scriptural way that it could still happen that, that nuclear weapons would would uh, be, be sent to Israel. But I, I think the... Uh, I, I, I don't think the Bible supports that model. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to be too dogmatic because I want to, a good military planner just sees different kinds of options. Uh, but we have been promoting the West of how Islam is a peaceful religion. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, you were going to find that quote about. Uh... Oh, the monkeys. Well, hang on a second. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture right now of uh, in ni- November 28, 1941, Berlin, Germany, of, of the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem uh, in his conversation with Adolf Hitler. Uh, and that slide will be available in our presentation, by the way. Okay. Well, but it's well known. You can go and Google, search it, and you'll see the picture. You just won't believe it. Yeah, I didn't. I I never heard that before until you uh, said it. I never heard that, so I found that very very interesting because I know we know the Catholic Church was in on the uh, Holocaust. They they had many of their own Holocaust throughout history, and uh, so. Uh, I'm reading the the the, the uh, exact game plan that they the that they worked. Uh, they work together in order to carry out this uh, holocaust. Uh, he, the Fuhrer, would carry on the battle to the t- total destruction of the Judeo communist empire in Europe, uh, too, at some moment, which was impossible to set exact date by which any event was not distant. The German armies would, in the course of the struggle, reach the southern exit of uh, Caucasia. As soon as this happened, the Fuhrer would give his own uh, give the Arab world the assurance that its hour of liberation had arrived. Uh, and uh, anyway, there's a lot of detail on that. But while you are uh, <clears throat> uh, saying something, let me see if I can find this quote for you, uh, Susan. I uh, think it's uh, it, it's very interesting that at the time uh, of World War Two when you had someone as evil and wicked as a Hitler, how many people probably actually thought he was the Antichrist. And uh, it was only a uh, foreshadowing of things to come. What The man that's coming uh, is going to be a million times worse than Hitler ever was. So uh, 
we have to be ready. And uh, we, we're doing this program today to keep you informed about history, about what's in the future, what the Bible is the book that predicts the future, God knows the future, and uh, the only way of escape is to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, so that you won't be deceived in the end times and follow this very charismatic leader. When you look at old films, anybody can see some of the World War II movies, and uh, even on the History Channel, they, they do quite a few programs about Adolf Hitler. Uh, and you can see how he it was a mass hypnosis of people. Uh, he wasn't really a uh, pleasant-looking person. Uh, he wasn't any. A, he wasn't what I would call handsome or uh, attractive. I don't even think he had charisma. It was some kind of a demonic charisma because he had sold himself out to the devil. But how people were hypnotized by this man? They stood and uh, in rallies and and lifted their hands in unison and they did this this marching which when you look at the marching and the thousands of people that marched in unison and in perfect order uh it, it's quite stunning really uh so we can you see, see a, te- that. a template uh with with Hitler it's not a preview of the end times and it's not a surprise about the 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 devil has been wanting to take out the Jews for a long, long time. If you for go a back long, long time. E- Egypt, um, the pharaohs, you know, wiping out the... Yeah. Now, the reason, the reason it is, I mean, the reason I believe that the devil tries to take out the Jews because of Jesus Christ uh, being born of a Jewish mother. Right. Um, they were trying to kill him before Jesus was on the earth, but, of course, Jesus Christ is everlasting. Uh, yeah, but they're for, if, if you can't <laughs> yeah. get the Jews. He'll get if you can't get Christ himself. He'll get his followers or anybody that's Jewish. Yeah, uh, of course and, they didn't succeed then, and they'll they, they'll never succeed in destroying the nation of Israel. You have uh, the book of Esther. Well, you know what that's about is the Esther saving um, her. She was Jewish. Uh, yeah, and her appeal to. The king was to pres- to save a people, uh, right? From from uh, annihilation. So the idea of making the, the Jews the scapegoats throughout history goes back before Jesus Christ was on the earth, and it continues to this day. There's, there's no, there's, it's not even news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh well, it's it's God's news. Uh, and uh, God's news is contained in the Bible. There's a the Bible is is a, a wonderful history book, uh, as well as a, a supernatural book that can change your life. And and uh, the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the Word, how it washes you and cleanses you, and renews your mind. And and uh, you can get rid of your old thinking and have a new way of thinking. It's like that song, Amazing Grace, I once was blind, but now I see. And that that is really the truth because I remember the day the blinders came off. And I could see. And uh, the Bible was no longer a foolish book uh, to me. It was a beautiful book. 
that ministered to me and gave me life. Uh, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So um, anyone that's asking, you don't have to be afraid of the things that are coming on the earth. And uh, you can have a hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can have peace and joy that no matter what happens, God loves you and he can get you through it. So we see the, we see the constant problems with Islam. Uh, we see the constant problems in the state of Israel, little, little country, and all the fighting, and everything seems to be centered around Israel. But uh, Israel will not be destroyed. God will not let that happen. And uh, and there's you see protection in different examples. Sometimes there's the uh, you have the protection of the ark of Noah's family. He destroyed the rest of the planet. You have the Jews being protected in uh, in Egypt, even though uh, it took a miracle in order to make sure that. The Jews didn't also get killed in the process. Uh, it was divinely, the boundaries of Egypt and the plagues were, took. Uh, it's hard to have it like a, some kind of a storm of, that, that goes only right to the edge of, a, of a, you know, a, a county or a city, but God was really precise with his boundaries. Uh, you, so there's, he will sometimes take us through a storm or a judgment, but not he would not remove us from it. In the case of Lot, of course, he did remove them from the city. They, they he didn't just protect them while he he brought fire and brimstone down on the city. So all yeah. the both are both are correct. Um, but I got one now, of James, the, uh, were you able to find that? Uh, was it, is it actually in the Quran about the Jews? Uh, that I still have to to check. I, I did find the, in the traditions, which is the hadith. Okay. Um, in the, the traditions. No, here I got off of um, uh, footnote. Well, if we if we can't get to it today, we can do it another time. But I did want the listeners to uh, be able to document that fact uh, um, about what actually the what actually. Uh, Islam teaches about the Jews, and so we and need to know that. Sometimes you'll hear on the news, and it was on just a few days ago, that uh, a, a Muslim sc uh, scholar was saying that it's nowhere found. Um, and so someone trots it out and reads it to them. They said, well, it's there, but, but that was uh, there, certain traditions are declared invalid, and they, some were, uh, so they just decide when they need to have it be valid and when they don't want it valid. Um, but I'm reading here that battle with the Jews will surely come. The decisive Muslim victory is coming about without a doubt in a prophet spoken about in about in more than one hadith and the day of resurrection will not come without a victory over the believers, the Muslims, over the descendants of the monkeys and pigs, in parentheses, the Jews, and with their annihilation. And that wow. I'm citing from uh, the Palestinian Media Watch, Studies on Palestinian culture and, and uh, it, Itamar Marcus. So that'd be one from one the Hadith. Uh, but there's plenty in the, uh, the the Quran that talk about just the destruction of the Jews. So that's not uh, that's not a secret. 
even. Yeah. So anybody can probably, if they wanted to, get a copy of the Quran on the Internet and study it. You, yeah, and you do their own search. Uh, sure, do your own search. But, I mean, it's amazing to me that uh, Christians won't even do their own search on Bible topics because they're, they're fed so much uh, propaganda and uh, they don't do the searches themselves to find out as good Bereans. So, uh, well, you know, you started your uh, radio show with the perfect scripture that really describes our discussion of Islamic Jesus versus Biblical Jesus, because along with the many Antichrist, Paul was, the Apostle John was very, very precise in his own definition that the, the Muslim religion says that God cannot have a son. Yeah. Um, and so when we when we bring out these scriptures that show that the God has a son, they say that the, well, the Bible has been corrupted and, and it isn't, doesn't say that. But the fact is that Muhammad believed that the Bible was true in 628, otherwise he could would have called it a, a, a false religion. Yeah. Um, and so all we need to do is get, well, what Bibles were around at the time Muhammad was here? Uh, and that's, and then we'll, we can just compare it with that. But you won't be able to get them to come bring forth any of these true translations, so we can all get straightened out. <laughs> James sarcastically. Uh, but anyway, John himself. We start right out with John three sixteen. It should be the the most famous scripture that any Christian should know that doesn't know the Bible at all. Uh, yeah. Probably knows John three sixteen. So yeah. if anybody wants to bring out that that Islam is a religion of of peace and that it's an acceptable religion, they bring out John three sixteen. John, for God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son. So uh, John the apostle says, God has a Son. Um, but then it gets better. John is the, also the one who gives us in his one of his epistles. He defines uh, the Antichrist more precisely. Again, anyone that says that Jesus Christ, that, that God does not have a son is an Antichrist. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there you have it. Um, right. Uh, QED, as they say in math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it has been proved. Right. So. so uh, Pretty major issue to to uh, a pretty important distinction that Islamic Jesus and the biblical Jesus are not the same Jesus. Right. And I went through in this description. It's uh, posted. Um, so uh, it's posted. Uh, would you tell our listeners then where to uh, go to your website to view yes, the? Yes, I will. Uh, uh, it is posted. Well, our website is perfectpeaceplan.com. P E R F E C T P L A N dot com and then click articles. Or just search on Google Islamic Jesus versus Biblical Jesus. Um you can put my name in there if you want, James Sunquist, and it will pop up both in the articles as well as in the um uh the the the, the media section of our website. You'll see it there that you can click and, and watch the whole thing. And you'll and you'll see the um the slide of uh Adolf Hitler with the Grand Mufti 
Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and so very you should be. A, uh, don't want to frighten anybody, but it would. It's a good wake up call. Oh yeah, it's a good wake up call. I mean, people need to know the truth. Uh, and I did. I preached a sermon. Well, it was a very short sermon because three of us preached. But on Christmas Eve, uh, I uh, did a sermon, and I was comparing the uh, the Gabriel, the biblical Gabriel, versus the Islamic Gabriel. Yeah. And the Islamic Gabriel didn't. He gave all of the Quran uh, in, the, in their uh, version. Um, and so I spoke about how it's a different Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, a different Gabriel. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we we want to encourage you to go to James' website, perfectpeaceplan.com. And okay. uh, there's also some. I've got a few, uh, two short videos up on my YouTube channel. And uh, I know there's some YouTube videos that uh, James has done or he's, speaking on on YouTube. So if you put his name in James Sunquist S U N D Q U I S T you will be able to get more information about his ministry and uh I think that this show today was very turned out great James, very very informative. Well, before we, thank you, but before we leave, I do have a couple quotes from the Quran uh Okay. Uh, the, and I got this, I think uh, Wally might have been responsible, but there are other sources for it. Uh, I'm quoting uh, Surah 7, colon 166. That is the Quran, of course. When in their influence they transgressed all prohibitions, we said unto them, Be ye apes, despised and rejected. Um, Surah 560. Those who incurred the curse of Allah and his wrath, those of whom he transformed into apes and swine, those who worshipped evil, these are many times worse in rank and far more astray than even past. Uh, one more, Surah 265. Uh, and well ye knew those amongst you who transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath. And of course, who would be uh, complying with the Sabbath? Anybody, nobody else except the Jews in this case. Yeah. We said unto them, Be ye apes, despised and rejected. Again, sir, 265. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody um, that how Hitler and the Grand Mufti said, You know, we got the, we believe the same thing about these guys, the Jews. Yeah. Um, so let's get together and um, boogie. Yeah. And, and, and we'll just fulfill the final solution. Yes. And and to this day, the Muslim final solution, it shouldn't be a secret that it's not a religion of peace, but but it's a religion of final solution. Yes. Um yes. it's kindly it's not, like a religion. it's not my my having a bad day or I'm bitter. It's their own stated documents. Yes, it's their own stated documents. Well it's a very it's a very similar, do- uh, I mean, it's uh, for another program, but it's a very similar doctrine to the Catholic Church. Uh, growing up Catholic, we believe that nobody, uh, everybody had to be converted back to the one true church. So you spend your life trying to bring people back to Catholicism. Uh, and so at one time they killed, they murdered people, which they might still do, 
but they murdered millions of people that didn't join their church. Well, it's hardly a Christian church. Christians don't kill people because they don't join up. Uh, it has nothing at all to do with Christianity, but you can see that how similar these two religions are and what great lengths they'll go to to make converts. So, uh, but it has nothing to do nothing to do with Christianity because we don't uh, hurt people. Followers of Jesus don't hurt people. That's not what it, we try no to do. No doubt, millions have been killed in the name of Christianity. What from the Crusades to yeah to on? But it had nothing to do with real Christianity. Not real Christians. So people Islam, call themselves Christians, uh, but we see you that can document people. in their own. Uh, eschatology, their, their own tests re- require that it that it's 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 a, a jihad to to kill people to convert them, yeah. Uh, or if they don't convert, they kill them. Uh, to the end, that doesn't mean all Muslims out there are going around killing people. It's just that their their religion requires that. Yeah, their religion requires it. Yeah. In the consummation but some of them of age, maybe don't even know that their religion requires it. It's like a lot of Catholic people don't realize what their religion requires. Right. But, uh, so they might be ignorant of the fact, but it's still it's still in their documents and uh you know, thank God for history because you can you can see documents, you can study history and you can find out what ha- what's happened so that history doesn't repeat itself. Uh and you know, people can wake up and see what's going to happen. But anyway, James, I want to thank you again for this very interesting and enlightening program and i know it'll be a great blessing to many people so thank uh you. i'm happy to be a servant yeah to you thank and you for coming back on <laughs> and uh this i'll be dying to know if this actually actually ever appears anywhere uh <laughs> well, people heard it now right yeah they definitely heard it, it was live it was live today and then it'll be uh, uh up on Blog Talk Radio for them to uh, archive, for them to go back and listen. I'll play it again on Monday night on the Prophecy Zone, and uh, you know, well, try we to get a YouTube. Talked about get it up on YouTube. This was also about prophecy today, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely about prophecy. So uh, I think that's something people need to know and be aware of, and uh, don't be afraid. Look up because your redemption draws nigh. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and we'll do it again real soon, okay? Okay. God bless you richly. God bless you. Wonderful having fellowship with you today. Yes, you too. God bless. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and uh, our program will be archived on Blog Talk Radio Prophetic News. Also, uh, we'll be repeating the program on Monday evening on the Prophecy Zone Network, so uh, you can hear it there. But uh, we want to let you know that Jesus Christ does love you. He's got a plan for your life. It's a good plan. It's a plan of grace, mercy. Uh, He has a plan of salvation for you. It's a free gift. All you have to do is ask. Repent of your sins today. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God and I know many of you are you're tired of drugs, you're tired of alcohol, you're tired of pornography, and uh, you want a way out. Well, there is a way out, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he loves you no matter what you've done, where you've been. He can forgive you and give you a brand new life today. Get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you of your sins. 
and ask Jesus to come into your life. I believe in a sinner's prayer, yes, because I was a sinner once, and I prayed and asked God to come, Jesus to come into my life and change me, and he did in an instant. I was a new creation. Old things passed away. Ye must be born again, the Bible says. And Jesus himself said you must be born again. And you're born again by making a confession of faith. Confession is made with your mouth uh, unto salvation. So ask Jesus today to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you. Make him your Lord today and watch and see that you're, how your life will change and you'll become a new creation. Old things will pass away and all things will become new. And it is a miracle how God does it. I don't understand it all, but I know he does it. He's a miracle worker. So God bless you today. Get your Bible out. Read the third chapter of John, the Gospels of John, uh, the Gospel of John and the third chapter. And... Uh, let Jesus change your life. God bless you, and thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to our program. God bless. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city.